0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Evolve Wellness Experience. I'm Dr. Bill Jensen, and today we are literally going to be taking a deep dive into all things considered water. So uh, get your water bottles ready, lace up your swim trunks, and uh, get ready for another amazing episode. I hope you enjoy. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode. Really excited about this one, as always, trying to uh, bring on some different guests just to kind of get your understanding of all the different things that are very, very vital and important for health. And certainly when it comes to water, uh, that cannot be underestimated on how important that is considering that you know, 70% of our bodies are made of water, and then when you take a little further look into like each organs, you know, they vary. But I, lymph fluid fluids up to 90% water, kidneys, heart, 80 plus percent water. So, having uh, adequate water in your body is important. But it it goes a lot further than that because as I started to research uh, the topic of water, I was really blown away about all the science and things that pertains to water. Uh, and in some instances, horrified as to what I found out about uh, the condition of uh, our water supply throughout the world, but in the United States. Uh, uh, so what I figured would be a really good thing to bring on, a uh, man to bring on today is uh, Mike Long. Uh, he's uh, an expert in water, and we're going to be really going into some things about water. And when I'm, I promise you when you're done, uh, you're going to be like, wow, I only thought I was supposed to drink eight to 10 ounces of water a day uh, or my, my more eight to 10 ounces, eight to 10 glasses of water a day, I guess, eight to 10 ounces. Holy cow. Yeah. You'd be like beef jerky, uh, dried up and (laughs) so much with dehydration. But, uh, uh, without further ado, Mike Long, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How about yourself?
0: I'm Doing really good. So so good. people don't understand right now, but you're all the way in Malaysia right now. So you're like literally like 2.30 in the morning right now while we're recording the podcast here in the United States at about one thirty in the afternoon. So appreciate you uh, staying up late for us.
1: Uh, happy to do it. It's something that uh, I enjoy doing. And like you said, at the end of our podcast, I hope we've given some information that people find enlightening, and more importantly, improve their health and Mm well-being.
0: Yeah, I I recorded an intro today on social media just to kind of let people know that I'd be recording this episode to to talk about water, and it was kind of funny, my, my person who does the program for me laughed because I said, you know, have you ever, like, watched the show Naked and Afraid? And uh, she's like, what does that have to do with your podcast today? I said, well, because if you watch the episode, they drop these people out completely naked in the middle of nowhere. And, like, the number one reason that they have to tap out and, like, get picked up and stuff like that is not because they're, like, starving to death or they got mauled by a tiger or anything. It's because they're, like, so dehydrated that they, like, they can't find water source and they have to, like, they have to, like, call in the medics and stuff like that. So, I mean, you can go... I mean, you can go well over a week or two without eating any food. But like when it comes to water, like you really can't, you know, there's like two things I say that you can't do uh, very long without that's oxygen and water. Uh, so, you know, like water is, is keen. So she said, okay, now I get it. So I said, yeah, that's how we're leading into the show today. Naked and afraid and how important water supply is to be the champion of it. So
1: <laughs> for sure, uh, you, you, you mentioned a couple of, uh, points that, that I've used for most of my adult life talking about water and, and I use five and five, mm-hmm. you can roughly survive about five minutes without oxygen before mm-hmm. you get permanent brain damage or death. You can roughly survive about five days without water and of course depends on where you are but uh, in arizona where i grew up three days without water uh, is usually the end of times for you Um, certain parts of the world if it's cooler and more humid you can survive up to five days but a two to three percent loss of hydration can create serious mental imbalances and issues. So staying hydrated is just unbelievably important and most of us kind of take it for granted.
0: Yeah, I mean when you live in the civilized world and you got water, you know, a few steps away, any drinking fountain or, you know, any store that you want to go to, yeah, for sure. And and I can actually relate to that. It's a funny story as, as as a side note. One time I had a conference out in Scottsdale, Arizona, and so before the conference was gonna start the next day, I was like, you know, I'm gonna go just take a nice little jog. It it wasn't even that hot out, to be honest with you. I I mean, you know, again, being from Florida and not having humidity in play in in Arizona, it it doesn't feel that hot, but I literally went for like a three-mile jog and I got back, and I swear, I've never been more thirsty in my entire life. I was like, my lips were chapped, my like, mouth was dry <laughs> it's like it's like the it's like it sucks the like moisture like right out of your body it's so dry out there it's crazy but and I got back to the hotel and I was like to went up straight to the bar I couldn't even like make it to my hotel room and I was drinking glasses of uh of all this water and the bartender's like are you thirsty I was like I was like I don't think I've ever been as thirsty in my life so thank god the bar's downstairs and, and in the lobby for sure
1: uh, it, it it's unbelievable how quick it can get to
0: you. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. How did you get into um, to the water, uh, the, the, the area of water and water industry? Uh, very long story short, I had originally
1: wanted to get into nuclear physics. And so I did an internship at a nuclear power plant in Northern California. And I got fascinated with how they dealt with the cooling rods in the water. Okay. What happens? How, how does the radiation affect the water? And again, long story short, even though I chose another field rather than nuclear physics, I never lost my interest in water and water treatment. And that I have to say was the beginnings and I'm reluctant now, not really. It's over 40 years now um, that I've been pursuing a career in that and uh, becoming certified as a master water specialist. But more importantly, I think in today's world, it's how does what's happening with our water supplies worldwide? How does it affect people? How does it affect human health? And so that that's what I've done. I've been pretty fortunate. I've traveled to 130 plus different countries talking about water and health and nutrition.
0: Um, So it's kept me busy to say the least. Absolutely. It sounds like you've been racking up a lot of miles on your airline flights. That's for sure.
1: Uh, At at least up until the last couple of years. That was for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, so I literally, uh, what was it, last week, closed on a new home. When you close on a home, obviously you get like all this like mail that comes to your new house, welcome to the neighborhood, you know, here's a, a, a gift card to you know this restaurant or that restaurant or here's what, you know, there's people give you like gift certificates and all this stuff. Well, interestingly enough, there was a, a, a one letter in there and there's a, a person who said they were gonna come out and they would check your water quality. And I believe it was just really in an effort to try to sell us a a water filtration system. But I I was up for that anyway. I mean, I obviously kind of generally know that you probably shouldn't drink water out of the tap. Um, But when they came and they actually tested the water coming out of the tap of our home, holy cow. I mean, it was, like I said about the scary part, it was like all the chemicals and all all the things that were in that water, I was like, Wow, uh, that is amazing. That that's the type of water we have here in the United States. So, and then you see, like a lot of people have, um, like charities and stuff like that. And one of the main things the charity is to provide clean water, you know, to third world countries and all that. So I, I would understand that their water quality wouldn't be that good. But what's what's the current state of our water supply in the United States? It it doesn't appear to be so good. Well,
1: generally speaking. Um, in the U.S., we we do have laws and regulations, and we have the Environmental Protection Agency and and places and things like that that are supposed to maintain certain levels of water quality. And I think it's important, at least in my perspective, to distinguish between what I call safe and what I call healthy. Um, you know, if if I'm in the middle of Mumbai, India, let's say, and I go to a McDonald's, um, I feel like I'm pretty safe eating uh, their food. But if I'm continuously eating that food on a regular basis, I, I think a lot of people would question the healthiness of such food. In the US, generally speaking, we've got a very safe water supply. Does that mean that it's healthy long-term? And that is where water science can go into an almost infinite number of avenues and branches because the amount of chemicals that we're finding in today's water supply, and it doesn't matter where you look, doesn't matter where you live, it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, Endocrine disrupting Compounds. There's 60,000 plus of them, and they're not regulated. Um, even simple things like chlorine, you know, when we started chlorinating tap water back in the early 1900s, it was a boon to longevity and to not dying from typhoid and diphtheria and things like that. But now we know that if you chlorinate, you also create chlorine byproducts. And those byproducts, many of them are cancer causing. So you solve one problem, maybe uh, you don't die immediately, you create potentially another problem um, that has unknown effects. So I would say this, If you look at some of the uh, polls that are taken by the Water Quality Association or NSF or other organizations in the States that deal with water, it is a big, big question in the minds of most Americans, water quality. And yes, bottled water is convenient. It can taste better, it's nice but is that a a real answer is that an environmentally sustainable answer when you look at literally hundreds of billions of of plastic bottles that are disposed of on a daily basis um, and that plastic doesn't go anywhere it just stays in the environment for hundreds of years uh, it, it, it becomes a very big question and I would say that most people that I know, and I grew up in Oregon, Northern California and Arizona. Virtually everybody I know at this point in time has some sort of a water treatment unit, whether you call it a filter, uh, end of tap, a pitcher, Mm -hmm. um, a purification system using reverse osmosis or something else most people realize that the water coming from your tap can probably be better than it is
0: yeah no doubt about that and uh yeah it, your opinion about the plastic bottles are those i you know there's i always say uh there's a lot of misinformation out there in many instances and i, I think a lot of industries will capitalize on stuff and i don't know if there's like really good studies on the pro on the um on the on the plastic bottles but bpa free you know does drinking out of a glass you know much more safe than drinking out of a plastic bottle or what's your opinion on that well
1: i mean i i've used uh, bottled water uh, for a long time when i go to areas where i know i might be in immediate danger from water quality um Mm. india bangladesh places like that um even even believe it or not in mexico so I I don't say never drink plastic bottled water. On the other hand, for a long-term sustainable solution to drinking water, um, people who buy bottled water as a matter of routine in their homes, uh, I I think that they need to potentially rethink that strategy. Mm. Um, Yes, there are BPA-free plastics now. Um, There's a couple of brands I can name. I won't i would prefer to drink water out of a glass bottle but again it's usually a lot more expensive it's usually far less convenient uh you drop that bottle and there you go yeah but at the same time it's it's a lot better than potentially risking your life by drinking seriously contaminated water and in in a lot of third world countries it's Pathogens that are going to get you. It may not be the uh, traces of pharmaceutical drugs like we have here in the states, but you know it could be something. As, as I mentioned, typhoid, diphtheria, those other types of waterborne pathogens that you just don't want to mess around with. Those things. You have to be very, very careful. No doubt. So, yeah, bottled water is. I think it's. Uh, gosh. I've got friends in the bottled water industry. They're going to shoot me if this
0: gets out. Oh, <laughs> well, it's going to get out. All right. We're the number three uh, okay. rated podcast in Norway, by the way. So unless they're in Norway, you might be safe. Okay. <laughs> Great.
1: <laughs> I would say bottled water is at times kind of a necessary evil. Um, but again, I if, if I have a choice, I prefer glass bottles. If I don't have a choice, by sh- sure, I'm going to drink the bottle that is in plastic however there's one caveat do not let your bottles of water plastic bottles sit in a hot environment Mm -hmm. because that causes that bpa to leach out and then that does create very Serious, or at least potentially serious, health issues.
0: Absolutely. So I think the rule of thumb for all the listeners out there would be: if you're in a third world country where you could possibly get, you know, some type of um, parasite or other things like that, you want to drink the bottled water for sure because it's a short-term deal, not a big deal. You want to take that risk first. But like you said, if you're if you're long-term, if you're going to the grocery store and pick up those big pallets of like plastic bottles like week in and week out, year after year. That might not be the safest thing for your health long term, as is the case with most other foods, like you spoke about, or any other habits in life. You know, it, it doesn't; it's not a bad thing to drink. Um, you know, a glass of wine, but if you're drinking uh, 30 glasses of wine every single day over year after year, obviously that's going to cause some health issues. So everything in moderation and short term is is never an issue, as I always say. You did speak about um, some of the endocrine disruptors, you know, from our water supplies, and some of the potential things for cancer. and And I'm 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 a big historian in that regard too. Like you, like literally, see when we changed our water supplies in the United States, how all diseases really started to take a massive downturn, you know, um, and and longevity, you know, went way up as a result of, of those things. But for sure, when you take a look at some of the chronic diseases. Out there, you're now you're seeing the state that inverse uh, ratio, where things are starting to go, you know, the other direction again. Um, so, what other things, uh, if you do know, have you seen besides just kind of cancer endocrine disruptors um, out there?
1: Right now, a couple of the hottest topics are microplastics, mm-hmm. and when I talk about microplastics, we're talking about stuff in the micron range. And as you know, a micron is one millionth of a meter, so you can't even see it. Um, And they are finding microplastics in virtually every single international brand of bottled water. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't have a lot of data yet in the scientific community as to the impact of consumption of microplastics but we can certainly see what's happening in the environment and to see creatures and everything else. And my my gut feel is that uh, drinking bits of plastic in the long run is not gonna turn out to be a good thing. So microplastics would be one of those. And again, buying bottled water generally does not ensure that you're not getting Microplastics.
0: didn't they find that in salt in, in like sea salt or something like that or I think it was like National Geographic put out a big article I, I might be wrong on what article it came out of but they were saying that table salt had tons of microplastics in it and I would assume that those were getting our salt from the sea in, in a lot of yeah. instances, right? So do you believe that's from the pollution of all the, the bottled water or the, the the bottles they're throwing away going into the sea and then p- contaminating the sea or? I, I don't think it's so much the bottles
1: themselves because generally those bottles don't break down. What I think uh, we're saying is just the absolute profusion of plastics, mm-hmm. plastic bags, um, you know, anything that we use today if if we look around is made of plastic or so many things are made of plastic and and unfortunately in most places people just dispose of it and all things lead to the sea and you know it it is a matter of time before there's literally more plastic in the ocean than there is biomass in fish wow. so uh, and, and they've, they've actually there's been some very very in-depth studies they're finding microplastics now in rain and in snow and and people just can't imagine that but it, but it's a fact I mean you, you can easily look that up. So microplastics is a, is a huge problem and then the other thing that's happening is what they call the forever chemicals the PFOAs the we, as a kid I grew up, Teflon was the big thing, you know, my mom was so pleased to get a non stick pan with Teflon on it. Um, And now today, we know that those create an unbelievable uh, multitude of issues environmentally, physically. And and they're founding these They're excuse me, they're finding these chemicals all over the country. Um, The last thing I read was that literally 98% of all persons in the country that have, you know, had routine blood tests or uh, diagnostic tests, 98% are finding traces of forever chemicals in their bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So, and, and these things are just unbelievably bad news. Um, the water treatment industry is working diligently to try and find a way to take these compounds out of the water that we drink. But, you know, I, I could keep going on. Most people forget that 99% of the water going into their house is working water. You don't consume it. You flush toilets, you bathe, you wash clothes, you wash dishes, less than 1% of the water going into a house is actually consumption or drinking water. Mm -hmm. You use it for cooking or whatever else. So to clean 100% of the water to the level where you'd like to have it without the PFOS and without the microplastics and the personal care products, the shampoos and the pharmaceutical drugs that uh, the neighbor, you know, two states over that's upstream from you
0: consume. <laughs> it's, it, it's just, it,
1: it's, it, it's amazing.
0: I what is also amazing to me on that level is um, the the glyphosate, you know the the the, the pestis, you know the pesticides and and all in the fertilizer and all that stuff that gets into our water. And when you when you brought up the fact of it being in our in our in the rain and in the air supply and stuff like that, I know they've done a lot of look at that and seeing, you know, Roundup basically is like being rained on us all in our water supplies. And I know what that stuff does to you. I mean, it creates leaky gut, which leads to autoimmune disorders, uh, cancers, like uh, all sorts of bad, bad stuff. And I saw, so I know glyphosate is like a, is like a really massive problem in our water supplies. Yeah,
1: absolutely right. And you know, you alluded a couple of minutes ago to the point that our uh, general health condition improved dramatically with the introduction of water treatment per se but when we look at the inverse i remember when i was just finishing university uh, a friend of mine he wasn't he wasn't a colleague he was a friend he was going in to work with children with autism and and i said tony i said are, are there enough kids with autism that uh, you're going to have a job and he said well statistically right now one in every 5000 children are affected by some level of the you know the autism disorder spectrum well today it's not one in 5000 today depending on who you talk to it's one in 40 one in 50 yeah so how did how did we get there and you have to look at environment and what we consume and Water, other than air, we consume way more water than we do food,
0: so yeah. there there are issues. Last time I checked, I think it's one in thirty-six now. Yeah, it's okay. It's, and if it if it continues to exponentially go at the rate it's going, um, there are some experts that believe it could be a contributing cause to the human race going extinct at some point. Actually, in the next like within the next generation or two. Um, oh, as, a, as a result of infertility and, um, and spectrum disorders like that. So, yeah, it's scary stuff. And so uh, that's something that I think our governments definitely need to be really looking into and stuff like that. So um, so tell us about um, – so just to give you some background. So I, in my constant search to learn about new and different companies that are, like, offering great products and, and things like that, I came across a company called Water and Wellness, and I believe I heard about the company on uh, another podcast that I was listening to one day, specifically with uh, one of the uh, products called Quintan. Um, but how did you, uh, what's your involvement or uh, how's your, how are you affiliated with that particular company?
1: Well, um, Water and Wellness was founded, uh, I think roughly 10, 12 years ago, And the company was founded by two very, very close friends of mine, um, Jack and Robert Slovak. Uh, Jack has passed away, but Robert is still actively involved in water and wellness. And Jack and Robert were both probably some of the premier water scientists uh, in the world, literally. They got involved in water purification Uh, back in the early 70s when it was in its infancy, at least as far as RO. But the bottom line is this, um, Water and Wellness is a company whose mission really is to just improve health and lives. And one of the most incredible products that Water and Wellness has is something called Quinton, And it's You can pronounce it a dozen different ways. It's French. The name Q-U-I-N-T-O-N is the name of the man who started the company and who discovered this. I hate to say miraculous because my background in science leads one to believe that uh, miracles are not the ordinary methodology, if you will, but. Kington is a sea plasma, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had lost track of Jack and Robert. We used to work together for a number of years. Um, they went uh, their way. I went my way. I ended up, as I said, I've been in Southeast Asia for 18 years. And about uh, t- 10 or 12 years ago, I was at a uh, natural foods Uh, exposition in anaheim california and all of a sudden i bump into robert and he said what are you doing here and i said what are you doing here (laughs) he told me why he was there and again long story short i said robert i i'm not buying what you're selling i just don't believe that such a product exists and he said well swing by the hotel room after dinner and we'll talk a little bit I think we probably wrapped it up at about 4.30 in the morning, and my mind was boggled. And we did more research when I say we, the company that I was with here in Asia. And again, to cut it short, we brought in and sold literally tens of millions of dollars worth of Tintong because the benefits are absolutely astounding. But again, the proof is in the pudding, people. It's easy to talk, it's another thing to back that up, but Kintan has more scientific research than just about any product that I've ever seen. Uh, It's 124 years old in terms of the the longevity since its inception. Um, It was discovered before there were antibiotics so if you talk about the world in the early 1900s uh millions of people were dying of typhoid and diphtheria and all sorts of other horrible diseases and and kington literally saved millions of lives and there are numerous books studies papers uh people that have been using the product for their entire lives, very, very clinically documented. Mm -hmm. So it's an astounding product. And bottom line is, um, it is a product that contains all of the elements in the periodic table, and therefore you get your trace elements you get the elements that most people never get because our food supply today has been depleted of of its content because of over farming and because of the, as you mentioned, the use of things like glyphosate and other pesticides, insecticides, herbicides. And at the bottom of it, everything goes into the ocean. And so if you look at all the minerals and all of the elements that we need to support healthy life, it all is back in the sea. So this is, this is the basis for quinton, And it's, again, I, I, you could talk for months on this topic, (laughs) but there's not a single day that goes by where I don't take quinton. just a little 10 mil ampule. And uh, thank, thank goodness, knock on wood. um, I've not, suffered from any of the maladies that most of us face Uh, no covid no flu no colds maybe maybe because my immune system is strong i think because it is but i also try and take care of what i eat what i drink and exercise and all that just just like you and most of your listeners do
0: yeah i mean when you put the work in i i'm a big proponent that when you put the work in it it sets you up to better deal with anything, you know, there's no doubt about that. Uh, interesting aside, let me know if this is, and I don't know where I saw this, but the the kind of, I don't know if it's molecular makeup or the the, the composition of quinton. Uh, when they put that like side by side with blood, it, it basically is identical. And to the extent that they used that product in World War II, when soldiers were on the field bleeding out, they would actually... Instead of having blood to, to give them transfusions and stuff like that, they would pump them up full of quinton because it was so close to blood. Is that is that accurate? That that is accurate. Um, slight caveat: it was World War One. World War One. Oh um, wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh, f- interestingly enough, and and I w- wouldn't recommend this, but uh, people were so amazed at the closeness to blood plasma that they actually and you couldn't do this today without getting into serious issues with uh you know uh, animal lovers Mm -hmm. and uh, by the way i'm an animal lover (laughs) but they they literally drained the blood out of a street dog literally drained it out and replaced it with kington and the dog wandered around and was healthy and lived Year after year after year, I think, until he got run over by a car. Um, <laughs> Couldn't come back and, from the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. It is almost identical to blood plasma. Um, and, and it's logical. You know, whether a person believes in creation or they believe in evolution or, or whatever else belief they have, the sea the is where life came from whether it was, again, created or evolved. And it makes sense that all of the elements that make up a human or any other animal for that fact comes from the sea and those elements exist in the sea. And that's what I think makes Quinton such a unique product. It's It's that milieu of ingredients enzymes and trace elements and macro elements and all of those other things, how you process it, how you harvest it, how you treat it. And, And then what you do from there affects your health. And most of us are chronically dehydrated. We are chronically lacking in much of the minerals that we should have for proper cell regulation and signaling yep. uh, again i i'm not trying to teach anybody anything i can just tell you from having been involved with kington now for 12 years unbelievable I've, I've got a computer full of photographs that you you just say that cannot be mm-hmm. but it is it's yeah. it's what happens so take care of the body, it'll take care of you.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely glad that I'm on that product right now. What I what I actually do, which is a follow-up question to that, um, every single morning when I get up first thing in the morning, um, I fill up my water bottle. Now, I fill it up half with deuterium depleted water, I fill up the other half uh, with RO water, um, and then I go with an ampule of the Quinton in there, And then I throw in about three tablets of the hydrogen, uh, hydrogen tabs in there to make, to hydrogenate the water. And that's like my morning little tonic water that I drink before I go crush it in the gym every single morning at 6am. So what, um, what's your knowledge? What do you know about hydrogen water? If anything? Well,
1: um, again, we could talk forever and you probably know (laughs) as much or more than I do, but I think most people realize that hydrogen is the smallest uh, element in the universe. Hydrogen makes up about 75% of the universe. Uh, hydrogen is, you know, part of water, H2O. You have yep. to have those two hydrogen atoms and the oxygen atom for water. One of the things about hydrogen that that I particularly love and, and by the way, just as an aside, your morning routine sounds very similar to mine. Um, I always start out with pure water, with hydrogen and with quinton. Um, I'm just learning, and I intend to study this thoroughly, the benefits of deuterium-depleted water. So um, I have not added that to my regular morning routine, but
0: soon to be coming. Not easy to
1: get over here in Malaysia.
0: No, not cheap to get here. I can tell you that much right now. I was like, I looked at it, I think it was like 700 bucks for this, like, I don't know, like 48 bottles within these cases I bought. I was like, holy cow, $700 worth of water. But um, from what I understand, just as an aside from that, like, deuterium is is a huge mitochondrial disruptor it like really damages our mitochondria and when it comes to like health and longevity I can probably tell you very certainly that mitochondrial protection is probably the number one thing you want to do is protect your mitochondria because your immune I mean what we even found with the COVID um, uh, situation that was going last two years like the big mechanism behind COVID and the problem is the COVID goes in, hijacks your mitochondria, and uses the mitochondria to replicate and produce more viral particles as a result of the infection. And as a result of that, that's why people, when they would recover from COVID, were so fatigued, because all your mitochondria are, are damaged and broken down, or you know, d- useless, and so you can't produce the APB in order to get the energy. So, one of our producers right. here had COVID a while back, and what what did he say? I was like, "You recovered?" He's like, "Yeah, man," but I, after I got done, like, I would get to one thirty in the afternoon, and I would just crash. I'd be exhausted, and so the long haul COVID of fatigue is become of my co- mitochondrial disruption, and and so deuterium accumulation in our bodies over time from our water sources. Um, it damages your mitochondria. So I was like, well, I don't want my mitochondria to be damaged. So I, when I researched on deuterium depleted water and the protocol, um, it's pretty amazing. So, you know, it's, it's something that we could maybe cover in another entire podcast. Once, uh, once you get up to speed for our listeners, for sure.
1: Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, I can remember as, as a young kid um, reading about what they called heavy water. And I thought what in the world is heavy water? Well, Again, now that I'm a little bit older and wiser, I realize that we're talking about deuterium. And, uh, you know, the, the average person, I think, has about 150 parts per million of deuterium uh, in their system. And ideally, you want to get that down uh, much lower. Because right. as you said, the, mit- the mitochondria is the engine. You know, it's what gives us the energy to keep us alive. And once you start damaging that, you've got, again, you've got health issues and um, I, I definitely am going to start consuming it. I've just got to find a way to get it to Malaysia to where I'm not paying a thousand dollars just to ship it.
0: Which <laughs> Yeah. You'd be between the water and the shipping. You'd be in trouble, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for
1: sure. But, uh, you know, again, all things uh, somehow seem to connect back to water. My Youngest son um, works for one of the biggest airline manufacturers in the world, and he's wanting to get into their space programs because he's convinced that we've done so much damage here on Earth, whether it's uh, related to autism, as you mentioned earlier, or other issues that he believes that we're going to have to move off. Mm -hmm. at some point and we're going to have to find or learn how to make water because without water things don't live and you know it's interesting to see the direction he's going and at the same time i look at what we're doing now in terms of we're, we're, we're contaminating the very thing that keeps us alive i mean to a horrific degree and yeah there's some hope, but um, I, I hope that we continue to realize the damage that we're doing, you know, mm-hmm. eight, 9 million people per year die directly because of waterborne issues. And this is a statistic from WHO and whether you like WHO or not, they're pretty well known worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, living in Southeast Asia, I see the effects. Uh, much more directly than most people in fully developed countries. And I, I just can't overemphasize to your listeners, you know this already, you take care of the water that you drink, you take care of the food that you eat, you take care of the environmental stresses that plague all of us each and every day. And your immune system is what brings you to a state of balance or health. And if you protect the immune system, you have done a significant part of what you need to do for a long, healthy life.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. That's what I I practice. That's what I preach every day to people. Easier said than done. A lot of people, uh, certainly here in the United States, are stuck in their ways with the fast food and the sodas and everything else that we pollute our bodies with. But uh, yeah, just good, clean water, good food and uh, stress mitigation that that goes a really really long way so cir- right. circling back to hydrogen and being the, yes. the small molecular thing in our 75 percent of our universe and everything else like that wh- what are some of the health benefits that you've seen as far as consumption of that
1: well because hydrogen is such a small uh, atom it can diffuse into the body almost instantly um sublingually, you can uh, absorb it through the foods if, if you have any foods, but mainly in the water. And it's the most powerful antioxidant that I know of. And it absolutely goes to the places in the body that need it. And in this way, it's a selective antioxidant because we do need a certain amount of oxidation to take place in the body, but things like free radicals, um, things that cause deterioration in the body, you want to eliminate as much as you can. And this is where hydrogen has such an important role. And I hope hope you don't mind, but I am going to say that putting three tablets of hydrogen into your morning mixture isn't probably going to do you a lot more good than just one tablet. Okay. Simply, sim- simply because you can only get a certain amount of hydrogen gas concentration into a liquid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and generally speaking, uh, you can get a maximum of about 10 ppm before it just doesn't do anything anymore so one or two i think is more than sufficient three is fine mm-hmm. um, not going to create any issues for you because there are no adverse reactions whatsoever to hydrogen gas but again suffice it to say that when you consume hydrogen uh, whether it's in a tablet form that you drop into your glass of water Uh, Some people uh, go for medical treatments. They're actually breathing uh, hydrogen, uh, hyperbaric chambers, things like this. That hydrogen goes to the places in your body that need it the most, where you're uh, dealing with stress, inflammation. Roughly 80% of all... uh, negative conditions in the body as you know are inflammation related oh yeah and you you need to calm that inflammation and this is what hydrogen does um i I, as i said i i take it every day and i i love to play tennis when i'm here in malaysia i play racquetball and tennis back in the states And I find that when I take my hydrogen water, I just, my energy is, is up, I recover quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't say enough about hydrogen, but again, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to push any particular product or anything. I just think that it's a critically important part of everyday health maintenance.
0: Yeah. So for all my pickleball players out there that are listening right now that are always kind of chronically limping into my practice <laughs> because, you know, that, you know, pickleball is a racket sport, you know, and they're running around on hard courts. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of a lot of inflammatory knees out there. So, yeah, maybe hydrogen water can be a mechanism that you can uh, get a little more miles out of those knees for sure. Um, one final question I had, uh, which I thought was interesting is. Um, there's a fourth phase of water that you hear about, is, and that would be uh, like intracellular water, uh, you know, because like we consume H2O from our sources and then our, um, our body somehow charges that water and then what we would see inside of the actual cell of a human body is a sl- slightly, it's, all, it's a plasma I would assume, is that similar to the quinton, as far as the fourth phase or is that just molecularly completely different whatsoever?
1: No, um, the 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 so-called fourth phase, at least in in most conversations that I'm familiar with, actually has uh, more of a connection to what they're calling structured water right. or altered water. Quinton uh, definitely does not fit into this uh, category, if you will. Quinton mm-hmm. uh, is much much more than just water um, and entirely unrelated. Okay. So, th- the fourth phase, I mean, most people realize that water comes as a liquid, a gas, and as a solid, ice. Right. And this fourth fourth phase, some people call it uh, an exclusion zone. Um, some people call it hexagonal water because it's the way that it's structured. Um, and, and this is, I, I have to say, this is still a relatively new concept and there's a lot more research that needs to be done um, for people who are more scientific and they will tell you or they will claim that this is all nonsense that there's no such thing Um, I mean ice is highly structured water that's what ice is it's a crystal it's
0: it's very doesn't get any more structured than that
1: exactly exactly so if you want to talk about ice as as a structured water you can but if you talk about structured water in terms of a liquid then then you again you'll go into a realm that is relatively new it's still being understood um I have done research into it. I still have a lot more research to do. There are other people who have done more research that that I'm looking into. And I kind of liken it to this real quick. I can vividly recall walking into a seventh grade biology class. The first time school had just started that year. And on the board, the old fashioned chalkboard, the teacher had written two things the solution to pollution is dilution and i'll never forget that and then there is there was another category he wrote modern day quackery Mm -hmm. and one of his number one was acupuncture and at that time okay it's quackery it's you know it's Patent medicine sold off the back of a horse wagon. Well, today we know how critically important and how viable acupuncture is in the hands of a trained acupuncturist. And just because we don't know something today doesn't mean that tomorrow we find out, wow, this is unbelievable. So when I talk about structured water in the sense that most people use it, I have to say that I don't know as much as I'd like to know. Uh, What I've seen, um, at least in some of the publications, is not entirely convincing to me about this so-called fourth state. But at the end of the day, it all, again, goes back down to water. It all goes back down to that product that we must have pure if possible. And if it's not possible, drink it out of a pond, uh, you're going to get sick, but at least you're not going to die of dehydration. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot more to be discovered to be learned. Um, and, and this is to me part of what makes my world, at least the world that I delve in. So fascinating. Water is so basic water is so profuse 75% of the earth is covered in water yet less than 1% is accessible as fresh drinking water and there's so much that we don't know about water still Mm -hmm. and I just did I love talking about it and I can never tell people enough make sure that you know as best you can the quality of the water that you're drinking because there's, there's stuff being sold out in the marketplace today that is absolute nonsense, and it makes me feel sorry that people are throwing away thousands of dollars on nonsense, but, you know, people people do that all the time. You, you buy packs of cigarettes and feel
0: good, okay, that's your choice, not mine, but that's yours. Absolutely. Free to do what you want. Um, health's your most important asset, but- I would say you're the only one that's in control of that asset, and and, and the one that's going to do something about that asset. So, to teach their own, like you said. Well, for if if people that are listening here today want to wanted to get more information about some of the topics we've discussed today, or, or any any other further information that they really want to research and look into, what what would we, would we say would kind of be the best place to go to uh, for a website or or other things to look into?
1: Wow, that that's a tough one. Um, I, I think just a, a couple of comments that I might make. There, there are two organizations that spring to mind. Mm-hmm. One is called the WQA, the Water Quality Association, and it's a it's an organization, uh, not for profit, that is devoted to all things water treatment related. And you know, people are buying. Filters and they're buying devices and they're buying things in hopes of providing better water. um, I I would definitely look for a WQA uh, sticker or certificate of authenticity. Same thing with NSF International. Um, So you can go to either one of their websites, WQA NSF. Um, You can uh, truly, and, and I say this reluctantly because robert slovak and i are colleagues and friends but you can look just google robert slovak and water and and you'll you'll find a huge amount of information Mm -hmm. and and robert's very objective um when it comes to discussing things uh about water um you can you can go to all sorts of different websites as as you know on virtually any topic around the world and i'm always amazed at the amount of misinformation and outright deception that i find and when i say deception i'm speaking just purely from a scientific basis claims that are absolutely patently false and they're lies But people, people can be duped. And, you know, there's a lot of that going on. So I would say, and I hate, I hate the term, do your research, because most people don't understand how to research,
0: right? They just
1: look at Yeah. Um, But And there's a lot of biased
0: research as well, depending on who's putting out, and a lot of people don't know how to interpret something for a biased study versus a non-biased study, you know, so yeah, it is is challenging for sure.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So um, I I would just say look for uh, quote unquote genuine uh, information if you can find it, if you can discern what's genuine and what's not. Again, there's there's a lot of information on the webpage, uh, Water and Wellness. Mm-hmm. To put in a little bit of a plug, um, and and some good uh, links to videos, uh, information that you can find. But again, there there's so much good stuff out there, and people, as as your listeners know, people need to take care of their most valuable asset, and that's their health. So when you consider that we're mostly made of water and, you know, besides air, it's what we have to have. Uh, you can't do too much to make your water as good as it can be.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, final, final question. And this sure. is, this is from a personal standpoint too. If you were to give me advice on, I want to filter my water. What's the best way to filter my water? RO, pitcher? what what would you say is is a relatively i know some uh, if you get like a total filtration system for your house i mean several thousand dollars but for just for like a general person what would you say would be just a good economical really good f- effective way to filter our water
1: absolutely without question i would say reverse osmosis yep and the reason i say that is because reverse osmosis basically gives you just h2o And people say, whoa, isn't it too pure? Well, H2O is just H2O. And when you look at all the water on earth comes from, you know, from precipitation, whether it's rain or snow, Mm -hmm. it eventually all comes as precipitation. And that is virtually nothing but H2O then then we have to make sure that we're getting the adequate minerals that we need the salts the the other things that we talked about with with Tom, with the hydrogen but for me if if i had only one product i could ever buy for myself and my family and the people that i care about it would be a reverse osmosis system yeah there's a unit called Aquatrue that is fantastic Mm -hmm. Um, And it's inexpensive, and it's way, way better than bottled water, and it doesn't need installation, uh, doesn't need maintenance, except once every 6 to 12 months, you just change the elements. And it's not a filter. It's a purifier. And that's one thing that people often get a little confused on. Uh, You can can put a sock over the end of your tap and let it run, a white athletic sock, and let it run for a month and then look at that sock and you're going to be shocked at what you see in there. And it's a filter, but a purifier is a whole different device. And personally, I would say get yourself a good reverse osmosis system and then make sure that you're getting the supplementation for the other things that our bodies need to function optimally.
0: Mm-hmm. Great, well then I already have an RO water filter in my office for my patients, so everybody listening that's a patient of mine will certainly be happy about that. Um, and we are gonna be installing a new one into um, uh, a couple of the other water supplies in the practice, so so that'll be really good, generally speaking, and then like you said, get the Keen Tong, get the hydrogen water uh, in there, and you got one healthy cocktail uh, drinking out of a glass, of course, so. Well, Mr. Long, I truly appreciate your time. I, I definitely learned a lot here today. I know my listeners did as well. And um, I really appreciate you staying up till uh, probably now close to 3.30 in the morning over there in Malaysia. <laughs> so I hope you get a good night's rest uh, there tonight. And uh, we'll probably circle back around and have you back on the program down the road when we maybe dig into some other stuff about water.
1: Okay. I, I absolutely enjoyed this. I appreciate you having me on. Um It's something I never get tired of talking about, um, whether it's water or kintan, which is a form of water, Mm -hmm. or any of the other things that I think are so important for us to stay healthy. And I appreciate uh, your listeners putting up with my soliloquies sometime. (laughs) Um, I I tend to wax a little bit too poetic, but uh, it's just something that I feel passionate about.
0: Absolutely. As is always the case with all people that care about their health. So appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Take care.